Welcome to What is Truth? The radio show devoted to asking the question, what is truth? Now your hosts, doctor and pastor of Grace and Truth Church in Amherst, Michael Caesar and co-host Johnny D. Want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Do like Jesus said, search the scriptures and you'll know what is truth. Amen. And welcome to another edition of the What is Truth radio show right here on the Big Weck in Western New York. And we thank all of you listeners for joining in with us on Sunday mornings at seven o'clock for one hour of uh, kind of waking up uh, to the breakfast of champions, the Mm. spiritual breakfast of champions, the King James Bible. And that's what we study right here on the What is Truth show. Dr. Michael Caesar here in studio with my partners in truth, John DiGiuseppe. John, good to have you back, brother. Good to be back. Amen. And Mark Sassy, who's always uh, studying and researching and coming up with great ideas for the show here. And they've, they've come up with the concept that we should go through a great historical book in the New Testament, which is the fifth book of the New Testament, the Acts of the Apostles. And we're watching how Jesus Christ and God the Father working together through people like you, like me, like Mark, like John, begin the building of the church and today are completing the building of the church using regular people. And we were looking at the first missionary journey that the Apostle Paul went on as he launched out of the new um, headquarters of religion. It used to be Jerusalem and God moved it north to Antioch in Syria. And they launched out there and they did their first missionary journey. They traveled around. It was quite exciting. At one point in the 14th chapter here, a bunch of angry people got together. They drew Paul out of the city and they stoned him and they left him dead. But God had work for him to do and just to put the soul right back in again. And he rose up and he continued preaching to the gospel and taught many people and returned back to Lystra, Iconium, and finally came back uh, to Antioch. And uh, we were in the 14th chapter. If you have your Bible, uh, you've got your favorite uh, drink in the morning. I like a little bit of... uh, hot chocolate, just a little coffee in there to wake me up. Uh, Grab it and get that book and open up to Acts chapter 14, verse 22. And Brother Mark, why don't you uh, take us along on the journey there? Well, I was just thinking that, you know, with the adventures that they have. Yeah. Like... If, if you've got your Bible, a lot of people, their Bibles, there's maps in the back of the mm-hmm. Bibles, and it'll show that there's three missionary journeys that Paul goes on, yep. and this is the first of those journeys, and, you know, he actually gets stoned to death, Yes, and they drag him out of the city as dead, and he rises back up again. You know, people are all interested, even myself as a, as a young child, I remember that being interested in, like, superhero stories, you know? Whatever, Batman, Superman, (laughs) whatever, long, long, long ago, right? But these are real life stories, and these are things where God, the creator of the universe, actually moved in and and steered these men and and drew them different ways. Amen. Yeah. It's it's really exciting, the book of Acts. There's a lot to it. And, you know, since we kind of finished up 14, uh, it shows that they were, they were like in verse 19. The, they uh, they were Jews from Antioch and Iconium. They stoned Paul. But then after he rose again, Correct. it says, verse 21, that they had preached the gospel to that city that was Derby, right? And they taught many. They returned again to Lystra and to Iconium and Antioch. And I like verse 22. It says, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. You know, when, it, I, when I was young... 
I went through a religious uh, process called confirmation. And they were on confirming uh, me, my body. I remember, uh, if I remember correctly, I had to get on my knees. I had to say some things. And then the bishop had to do something to my head and then give me another name and confirming me to um, to stay a Roman Catholic because that was what I'm confirming myself for life in that church. to be a Roman Catholic in that church. Yeah. But here they're confirming not bodies, but the souls. Amen. Amen. And they're exhorting them that to continue in the faith. And we know that uh, faith comes, as Paul said, by hearing the word of God, to yeah. continue in the word of God. And that's what people really need these days. Yes. In, in the days that we're living in, people need faith. And, and Jesus said, when I return, shall I find faith in the earth? Interesting question that he asked. Yeah. I wonder what the answer to that is going to be, John. <laughs> Maybe very little. little Not faith. much. <laughs> well, well we, we talk about that. We don't have faith to each other. We don't have commit faith commitment. Yeah. We don't have that as as humans to each other. The, you never have, has there been more of a division and not only in this country, in the world. Oh, yeah. oh they're and everywhere. Nobody, yeah. yeah. You, know, yeah. you look at the man and the woman that there's, uh, and friends that, what always blows me away, I've never had a brother, but you, sometimes you, you find um, people that have siblings and they just don't talk to them. Right. And I cannot imagine something like that, you know, but that's what this world is all about. So what's Jesus going to find? You know, I did yeah. want to point out. Yes. This stoning over here, they don't make it. Um, I remember when I first started reading scripture, I said, that's all I'm getting. Paul got stoned. He got, he got up and walked away. I, you know, I want to. You know, I want to know what happened. Yeah. But um, what Mike? What, what book is it where he says he I does? Was, he, I was. He, he you're right. The, he talks about it. Fourteen years later in Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians. Okay. And he's writing a book to the church there, and he talks about it. About uh, it's interesting how he writes, kind of in the third person. Third person yeah. You know, uh, he says. This is 2 Corinthians, a couple books to the right, Acts, and then Romans, and then 1st, and then 2 Corinthians. And he's telling the, the church chapter. there in yeah. chapter 12, 12, it is not expedient for me uh, to glory. I mean, without a doubt, it's not good for me to talk about my adventures. Well, he had some great adventures. Yes, sure But he would rather talk about Jesus yes. and talk about souls coming right. to knowing Jesus personally, confirming them in the faith. That's it's a good that's a good point for today because it's really easy to get dragged into all kinds of political conversations. Right. And even and, even religious, I've noticed a lot of men who I guess outwardly it would appear that they're representing Christianity, but they'll build a big ministry in their own name. It'll be so and so name incorporated, so and so name uh, 501c3 mm-hmm. and they're building a name and, and he says i don't want to talk about me amen. i want to talk about my savior amen mm-hmm. and, and he says and i and i want i know you people are interested in visions and revelations of the lord so let me just tell you one that happened and then all of a sudden he goes in the third person because he don't want to talk about himself i knew a man in christ about 14 years ago and then he goes whether he was in the body i cannot tell or out of the body i cannot tell god knows and this man was caught up to the third heaven. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that means, right? Because yeah. the Bible... Has- well, there's three heavens. So the first heaven is where the birds fly. Right. Right. And the second heaven is outer space where the spaceships go. Right. Right. Like the space shuttle. And right. the third heaven is God's heaven. Correct. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's the place where he sits on his throne. And he's, here's someone caught up to the third heaven. He says, I knew such a man. And again, he puts in parentheses whether he was in the body or out of the body. I cannot tell. God knows. 
Then he says about this man, this man, verse four, was caught up into paradise. Amen. So now he calls the third heaven paradise. Yes. Uh, And, you know, frequently, a question I was taught a long time ago when I'm trying to witness about Jesus is I'd ask someone, uh, do you know the Lord? Oh, well, you know, I go to church and I'd say, well, did your church tell you that if you can know for sure that when you die, you'll go to heaven? Because heaven is like paradise in our yes. mind. Amen. You know, so we use that question. Well, here this man's in the third heaven. He's in paradise. And while he was up there, he heard, he calls it unspeakable words, which it is not lawful for a man to utter. Interesting. Very interesting. And he says of such a one, you know, will I glory yet of myself? I will not glory. And so he said, I don't want to talk about this. Now he's talking about himself in the third person, because when he wrote this, it was 14 years before when he had been stoned. And I think there's so much buried in that teaching there. The first, the most important thing I found was Paul himself says, I don't know whether I was in my body or out of my body. I don't know whether I was dead or alive. Right. And he says, God knoweth. And then he gives a little wink. Yeah. Yeah. And God God did know. And I think one of the reasons he's telling us this, this this is a very deep teaching. We're going to do it again this Sunday in Revelation 6, because we're going to put this together with Revelation 6. I think he's trying to tell us that when a Christian like Paul, and there's a born again Christian, because he says in verse two, a man in Christ. Yes. That's a Christian, someone who has Christ in his heart. A man in Christ, when a man in Christ or a woman in Christ dies, they're going, the first thing they're going to see is the third heaven or paradise. They're going to be caught up into the heaven or paradise, and they're not going to know whether they're dead or sleeping hmm. because Jesus would say sleep is death. And what he's, I think what God's trying to tell his children is you have no more, you should have no more fear of death than you do of taking a nap or going to bed at night, because all that's going to happen, the moment you close your eyes in death, is you're going to be caught right up there, and you're going to think, wow, this is amazing. That's why they call it the blessed assurance. That's right. Because people fear death, and you don't have to if you're in Christ. If you're in Christ. And um, in the verse, the person to confirm this is Jesus Christ himself and Luke. Right. With the two thieves. And um, folks, you all know the story. When the the, the 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 two thieves were ra- railing on him, and then one was just probably watching Luke, after Luke a while. Luke twenty three, you're in. Luke twenty three, yeah. And he, and he just he just probably could. See, they both railed on him. Yes. But then the one was probably looking at, at Jesus and said, "This is this is not any other man." And so he goes on. It's as the one rails on him. He says, "The other answered him, saying, Does not you fear God, seeing that thou art in the same condemnation?' And we indeed justly." For we received the due reward of our deeds, but this man Jesus. has done nothing. He's amiss. done nothing wrong in his life. And then he said to me, "Is this the first conversion?" He says, and he said to Jesus, "Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom." And Jesus, can you imagine? And Jesus says to him, "Verily I say unto thee, today shall thou be with me in paradise." Yeah, I man, I got a lump in my throat. Yeah, I just you know, I just wow. Can you yeah. imagine? This is can this you, is a very fitting piece of scripture here. This is a biblical transformation that's right where this guy gets converted and becomes a christian right there spur of the moment yep right? right there yep and as we're about to enter into the next chapter of acts 15 there's a controversy and they ask a question about do you need to do something more than just believe and when you're looking at this thief on the cross 
He couldn't do anything. He's, his arms are Did he get nailed up there. His, he, his could, feet could, are nailed there. Did somebody yeah. throw water on him? Yeah, maybe maybe they threw vinegar yeah, on him. Yeah, yeah, those exactly. soldiers mocking him no, out. But, but, but it, it shows that it, it is paradise, folks. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I stay away from that because I guess as little Catholic boys and girls, we were taught that, you know, it's heaven's beautiful, you know, and, and, and uh, you get wanting these things. And, and um, it's just, it's, that's not what you should be in it for. You know, the paradise is, is secondary. What we should be in it for, sure. at least on yes. this earth, is to get yourself saved, help others get saved, do the best you can, and then, you know, be surprised. But the but promise- if You, you is, can't always be thinking yes, about the reward. But this is God's yeah. promise, and amen. whatever God promises yeah. is sure. Standing yes. on the promises yeah. of God. Yeah, amen. He's, amen. He's faithful. Amen. Absolutely faithful. But I did hear an old pastor say it this way one time, like what John's saying. He said, salvation is not so much about making your way to heaven. It's about bringing heaven down into your heart. Amen. That's good. That's yeah. great. That's, That's great. Good. Amen. And That's true. so here we are back in the book of Acts and, you know, they're traveling and, you know, they kind of, they travel and they make their way back to Antioch at the end of Acts 14. Yep. And then the, the church gathered together and verse 27, when they were come, they had gathered the church together. They rehearsed all that God had done with them. So this would be the end of their first missionary journey, right? But I want to look again, just practically, because it's important, because the Bible is... I mean, it's theoretical and theological, but it's also practical. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, we were talking about this the other day about the two of the great books in the Old Testament are Psalms and Proverbs. Yes. And we love the Psalms because we read of uh, the faithful saints that wrote those beautiful Psalms. And there's so much talk about God, the Father, and the promise of the Messiah, and the great things to come, the resurrection, and all these great promises. And, and you actually, when you read it, you get this feeling in your heart and sometimes drive you to your knees in prayer. Amen. And you go, wow, thank you, Lord. Thank you for all these promises. And, and the Christian should be on their knees and learn some things theologically and in their heart. But then the book of Proverbs is practical. It's the Christian on his feet doing something. Amen. And here they are. They get back to Antioch in verse 26. And when they, they had been from where? From whence they had been recommended to the grace of God for the work of which they had fulfilled Amen. by grace are we saved through faith. And it's not of works, but the next verse is we're saved unto good works. Yes. And the good works is like you were saying, John, yeah. bring in that gospel to somebody. That's what they were doing on these missionary journeys. Amen. Amen. And, and you know, God sums it up so nicely here. Like you say, yeah. it's the grace of God for the work, which they fulfilled. It just sums up the whole thing. It's like yeah. their whole journey. And, and and Paul says later, he goes on, um, Michael, he's saying what his body had to endure doing the work. I mean, the, the whippings and the stoning sure. and, the and, the, and the scars he had and, and whatnot. This was no easy task, folks. You know, yesterday I was I was street preaching and um, and a, a car slowed down because it wasn't red light. And I heard him a little bit lower the window. Sometimes it's people like, go, go for it, brother. And he was foaming at the mouth. At, at, at so, someone's at, so angry. F, 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 cursing, 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 you know, and, and, and he just took off, you know? And I just think, I, I thought to myself last night, I says, you know, if, if he wasn't in that car, if it was a red light, he might've came out and attacked me. I don't know. Uh, I yeah, don't know. He, he was, was so He got angry. him so angry, stirred up a hornet's nest. Well, I guess so. Yeah, I, okay. I guess so. But, but can you imagine, and, and this is not about me, but can you imagine 
Paul had a look in the lion's mouth. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I yeah. mean, had to deal there was with no these. car. There was no. There was they, no they were in there cars. Was no car they were face to face. <laughs> yeah, I was ready to run. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, but he's, you he's just a messenger, and he's the just same a for you, exactly. So you know, the, the but gospel, they don't know that. Maybe so, but you can remind them. I've had somebody come up and approach me in a very angry manner when I'm when I'm preaching God's words out out in the sure. public, and uh, you know, the one guy he wanted to, he had his. This closed yeah, and I've he was that. upset, just like you said, this yeah. other guy was upset. Yeah. And I said, sir, you're not mad at me. You're mad at God because these are <laughs> God's words. I didn't write this book. Amen. Amen. And, and he completely changed. Like in a moment, he changed and he goes, well, yeah, but how come you have to stand there and preach it? I go, because God commands it. He actually told us to preach and it's a good message. It's glad tidings. It's the gospel message. And so he really changed. It was amazing Amen. to see him change. Amen, I, mean, I, Good work. I didn't get that far. I was ready to, I was ready to bolt. <laughs> well, anyway, so at the end of the chapter, it, when they were come, uh, they had gathered the church together. They rehearsed all that God had done with them and how he'd opened the door of faith unto the Gentiles. Beautiful. This was a whole new thing. And there they abode long time with the disciples. Sounds like a very nice ending to the first journey. Sure, sure. And, and you know, abiding with disciples is, uh, we call it fellowship. Yes. And fellowship is something that we do around uh, the, the word of God, talking about our Savior. And that's I find that one of the best things to do. You know, sometimes uh, you'll go to a meeting, uh, whether it's a family meeting or a meeting at the business place, and there are differences of opinions and you walk away angry because someone doesn't see it your way, that kind of thing. But when we're fellowshipping around the word of the Lord, we're all agreeing on what God said. Who's going to disagree with what a common God denominator, said? Amen. Yeah. Amen. We all have a common den- denominator. It's a do. family. It's God's yes. family. Amen. John, you were in the military. My brother was in the military. I know for sure that military guys, even after they're out of the military, it's like a family it's, unit, it really is. right? They stand up it's and they, they look yeah. out for yeah. each other yeah. and really you know, they help each other. But in the church, it's a whole nother thing. You're part of God's family. <laughs> yeah, amen, amen. Yeah, part of God's family. You know, it's not, you know, it's nice about the church. And I think the military too is, is there's no color. We used to say in the military, you know, if, if you, if you're the first one in, in the battle and there's a guy back there, you're back, you know, you have to go to the next bunker and the guy back there has got, got you. And he happens to be someone that's not the same color as you or doesn't look like you. Man, you don't care. Sure. <laughs> you don't care. Exactly. And he's got your back. And that's, exactly. and that's, and, as, and, and you have that same way, you know, as Christians, as, you know, we all just lay down our flesh. It doesn't matter w- what nation we're from, it doesn't matter what color we are. Yeah. All right. We, we, you know, Jesus doesn't see persons. We don't see people. Well, you know? Paul would write later on you are the children of God by faith. In Christ Jesus, that's Galatians uh, 3, verse 26. And as many of you who have been baptized into Christ, and he doesn't mean by water, he means spiritually baptized by the belief Mm -hmm. in your heart. You have now put on Christ. And in Christ, there's neither Jew nor Greek nor bond nor free nor male nor female. You're all one in Christ. Your souls are all equal. There's no hierarchy there you're just brothers and sisters loving each other in that, christ that's yeah. a beautiful Amen. thing you know i've had some people say to me you know well it's it's really wickedness what they say but wasn't that a form of socialism or communism you know it's everybody's all no, one it's like a form of family it, it, yeah it's okay. a form of it's, you know but but i want to yeah. address that go ahead i want to address that because in a manner of speaking 
It, it, it is. But socialism is a counterfeit. And here is the difference. Social era communism. Matter yeah. of fact, that happened in X. Remember early yeah. on? Yeah. Let's yeah. just yes. go back there real quick. When they were first uh, getting common. together. Yes. And um, they continued. Is it, is it verse 42? They continued steadfast in the apostles doctrine 242. Yes. Uh, they had fellowship. They were breaking bread. They were praying. They had the word of God. And, uh, they did many signs and wonders were done by the apostles and all that believed were together and had all things in common. They sold their position possessions and their goods and they parted them. The apostles did to every man has the man had need each man according to his need. Now this is something that Karl Marx uh, took. Now here is the difference from the outside. It looks the same, but from the inside, with what these men were doing is they're saying, we have Christ from my heart. What's mine is yours with communism. It's what's yours is mine. That's right. And this is them forcing and taking right. it from you. Right. I don't know how many people have voluntarily in the USSR here. You can have all my stuff in came the, the, we just had a woman in the church here last week who came from behind, behind the iron curtain. And she told us what had happened. She's an older woman, what had happened to her family. And they came and they took the farm and they took this. So another thing they did, which I was surprised, they kill all the dogs. Hmm. No dogs are allowed in the country. Why? And because dogs bark when they're coming into your yard and they like to send secret police in and watch and do this is before uh, they had drones and cell phones. Wow, and okay. so dogs bark. And so they killed all our dogs right away. But that's, See, it looks the same from the outside. These people are sharing. God's people are doing it from the heart. These yes. people are doing it at the end of a bayonet and a, and a bullet. Well, yeah, and it can't, it's perfect because you're doing it for God. It's perfect. And these, these are folks, these are the apostles, and this is the growing of the church, and it's perfect. Now, it takes one person in this kind of, this kind of attitude. It takes one evil way to, to corrupt this whole thing. Okay. And we had two people, and, and we, 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 oh, we yeah, had, later on yeah, in the we chapter, had a, a man and a woman. Try to go ahead, and they went, and and God immediately took their life. Yes, yeah. yes. but but I I, ha, I have written in my side notes here in my Bible of their own free will. Yes, and that's the difference between doing something with freedom and liberty, and doing right. versus doing something with communism or right. socialism, where they right. force something on you. And that's what we're going to have when, in in um when we're with Jesus Christ. I mean, you know, all of us. Well, already, we, you know, whatever, whatever you have to say, his doctrine is what we want. We want Absolutely. it on this earth. We're going to want it in heaven. Yes. So he's going to have, like you had said, when you were preaching last week, it's, you know, all, we're all going to, we all agree. We, we all agree. And he's doing this on his own right now. He's making it easy. Who agrees with me? You're coming up with me. You stay down here. I don't want anybody that doesn't, well, that we doesn't agree see with my our way. father. Exactly. Why wouldn't we? Maybe I can give you a quick earthly example of somebody doing something of their own free will. It just comes to mind because you mentioned we were mm -hmm. talking about military, right? This is a true story. When my brother was living in Virginia Beach, he got a phone call one day from the marina. And they said, we've got your phone number for this boat that belongs to so-and-so. And my brother says, well, he's stationed in England right now. So he's out of the country. And they said, well, his boat sank last night. It's in 15 feet of water. It's underwater completely. And uh, we're going to call in a salvage crew unless you've got something else. And my, my brother said, well, he, he's a military brother. He goes, I'll be right down there. And so of his own free will, he went down there and he says, I'll get my scuba gear. Uh, I'll get straps underneath it and we'll winch it and we'll get it out of here. Do not call the salvage team because they will junk it. They'll junk it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And so 
you know, he called his friend in England and let him know exactly what was going on. But he let him know, I got your back. We're taking care of it. I'll get the engine all, you know, taken care of. My brother knew how to pull an engine apart and, you know, because that was underwater. Mm -hmm. And he had everything all restored and all set for when he returned home of his own free will. Of his own free will. Yeah. You know, but it goes the other way too. These people in in scripture, uh, the, the husband and wife of their own free will decided to hold back. Sure. They didn't give 100%. Your brother gave 100%. Yeah. I mean, that's going far beyond. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. great. That's, that's Jesus the, called that the extra mile. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So here we are in Acts 15. Yes. And the first few verses are powerful. So in Acts 15, this Bible says, And certain men which came down from Judea taught the brethren and said, Except ye be circumcised after the manner of Moses, ye cannot be saved. Yeah. Wow. So these are Jewish men came down from Judea. Yes. So actually, it would say you would think come up from Judea because uh, Judea is south of Antioch, Syria, but Judea is higher ground. So they're looking at it topographically. They're coming down because Syria is at a lower level, closer to sea level. But they came from Judea, Jerusalem, must be Jews, coming there to the new work that's being done. And they're saying, well, you know, it's good you're doing. You got the Messiah, but you need to do one more thing. We got to bring Moses into this. Yeah, the law. This, this is a theological dispute that's going on here that God is going to bring these people together in prayer and give them an answer here in the book of Acts that's going to apply for the next 2,000 years. And mm-hmm. it matches up with scripture. It's biblical. Yes. It's match the up conclusion with other books, they yeah. come to in this chapter is completely biblical and fits the rest of the Bible. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And so let's go a couple more verses. In verse two, it says, when therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and disputation with them. Yeah. What, what are you saying, guys? And, and so they're kind of, uh, we're disputing with this. Wait, this is not right. Yeah. I mean, we we just were over there. We learned the door of faith's been opened to the Gentiles. We've, we've worked the grace of God. We just came from a missionary journey where a whole bunch of people got saved, like I had told them in the 13th chapter, that... All that believe in Jesus Christ are justified from all things from which you cannot be justified by the law of Moses. So I just watched this for the past three months. Paul right. says, how can this be true? Yeah. And why would you why would you bring this up? It even mentions verse one that it was certain men. It doesn't say certain brethren. Uh, it says certain <laughs> men came. Yeah. Right. So they may have been lost men that were bringing mm-hmm. this up. And so verse two, when therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and disputation with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain other of them should go up to Jerusalem unto the apostles and elders about this question. Well, thank you for doing that. I'm glad they did it, and I'm glad God wrote it down for Mm -hmm. us. Amen. So there Mm -hmm. should be no dispute or dissension today after we read this chapter. Amen. I hope. (laughs) So next few verses, verse three, and being brought on their way by the church, they passed through Phoenice and Samaria, declaring the conversation of the Gentiles. Conversion. I'm sorry, conversion of the Gentiles, and they caused great joy unto all the brethren. Amen. Yeah. And when they were come to Jerusalem, they were received of the church and of the apostles and elders, and they declared all things that God had done with them. But there rose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees, which believed, saying that it was needful to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. And that's the end of that paragraph. Yeah. And, and the way it ends, they're saying it's needful. They're meaning for salvation. It's needful 
to circumcise and command them to keep the law of Moses. Okay. But before, when they were preaching the gospel, the gospel message is that Christ died for our sins. Yes. And you need to believe the gospel. Yes. And we find later in the book of Acts, in Acts 16, there was a man who asked a question, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And And they said... Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Plus nothing, minus nothing. Correct. And the thief on the cross that we saw in Luke 23, he did not get circumcised. He did not uh, keep the law of Moses. He didn't keep the law. In In my simple mind, don't, don't you think that if Jesus wanted you circumcised or baptized, he would, he would have said it. Sure. I mean, baptized with water. We knew when we said Mark sure. 16, 16, but, but he would have said it. He, he, he said in John 14, 6 says, I'm the way, the truth and life. You know, nobody comes unto the father, but by me and circumcision. He, did, <laughs> he would have said it. That. Right. He, he doesn't say it. So to me, what's all the nonsense about? There's, there's you a, see it today too. <laughs> We're just about running out of time in the first half of the show. And we will have a, a station break in a moment. But before, before we do, in John chapter 4, it says in verse 2, Jesus himself baptized not. Yes. Mm-hmm. He, yep. he, never, he never baptized anyone. No. But he preached to them, and he told them to repent and believe the gospel. It's a work of faith so they could be born again. You mm-hmm. listen to what is truth. Mm-hmm. If you want to catch some of the old programs, we are sponsored by Grace and Truth Church. Just spell out a long word, grace, A-N-D, truth, Church, you got to put church at the end, dot O-R-G. Hit that, you'll come to the homepage, click the sermons, and then click YouTube, and you can listen to the old programs, and you can listen to the second half of this show in a moment. Stick around, we'll be right back. Amen. What is truth? What is truth? want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Do like Jesus said, search the scriptures and you'll know what is truth. Amen. And welcome back to the second half of our program. We've been we just began the 15th chapter of Acts of the Apostles, and we yes. want to continue it because this is like a pivotal chapter in the middle of this transitional book where God is wants to lay down his law going forward for his church so that whether there's Jews trying to tell the gospel or Gentiles telling the gospel, they're going to tell the same gospel because some of these Jewish men think, well, the gospel's good, but we must be circumcised and keep the law of Moses. Well, this chapter makes it clear. Yeah. And it's, it's a pertinent thing because the Jews were commanded to be circumcised in the old Testament. Yes. And so at that time, the way God was working with them was that, yes, the circumcision was a token, right? Yep. But they were to trust in the Messiah. Yes. And look forward to the Messiah. And so it's really, it's a heart matter. The Bible says that uh, God resisteth, resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Sure. Right? And, and so it's it's a humbling thing to understand that you're a sinner before a holy and pure yes, God. Yes. And so it's really, it's a heart matter on the inside. Yes. Where the circumcision is an outer thing. It's an outside thing. It's and, almost like that verse in the Old Testament where uh, Samuel was looking to get someone to help the Lord in the building of the temple. And he, he 
pick someone that looked good on the outside and God said, no, Samuel, no. I haven't picked him. Man looks on the outward. Yes. I look on the heart. And, you know, the outward, like whether it's circumcision, you can see it. Well, hopefully right. not. I hope you keep it in your pants. Right. But, <laughs> but uh, and or you could see for baptism that you could have a baptism certificate or anything else. But on the heart, that's what God's looking for. God, work. God's, yes. God's looking on the heart. And, and, and look, Jesus said, I, I make a new covenant. All yes. right. And we all, we all know, yes. and, and listen, has to know these are covenants and the, the, the Mosaic covenant and, and one does the other one. And God says, I make something all new. And you look at verse four, when Mark read it, as they were going up to Jerusalem, they went, they came to Jerusalem, they received the church and of the apostles elders, and they declared out, I apologize. Verse three, and, um, the, they said in the second half of the, declaring the conversion of the Gentiles and they caused great joy unto all the brethren. So now these men are, 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 this is the beginning. They're talking to maybe guys our age, women, you know, in our age and whatnot. And all, and all of a sudden, yes, you know, this makes sense. I believe, okay, now drop drop yourself. We're going to circumcise <laughs> you. God, no, this, it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have worked. You know, I'm it glad wouldn't you, have worked. you know, he mentioned new covenant. Yeah. And that was one of the great promises gave, that God gave in the Old yes. Testament. He told the prophet Jeremiah in Jeremiah 31, 31, behold, the days come, you know, in the future, saith the Lord, I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant I made with their fathers, the Mosaic covenant, yeah. which they break, but this will be the covenant I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, I will put my law in their inward parts and I will write in their hearts and I will be their God and they'll be my people. Amen. He's talking about the new covenant of the new birth. And, 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 what, is the, and what is the law in, in reports? It's Jesus Christ. It's yeah. the gospel of Jesus Christ. And written in your very, soul and heart. Yes. Very, very, very yes. simple. I mean, you, yeah, you're out there street preaching, yeah. you know, and, and, and people, they just, there's such confusion. I was one of them. Yeah. There's yeah. such confusion by um, this. They say they're right. A Jehovah Witness has knocked on my door. My friend, my friend met a Mormon. Then I, I went, I saw this nut preaching on the corner. Who's right? So when when there's that kind of confusion, and I have had knocks on my door mm -hmm. at my house in the past where Jehovah Witnesses come to my door, right. and I ask them a question. I say, if you want to sit and talk, would you have any objection to, we'll just clear the whole table and have nothing but the Bible? Oh, no, no, no. We need no, our the, books they, there, they too. Actually, they actually agreed to that. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, they actually agreed to that. Oh, and that's I said, wonderful. let's look what the Bible says on whatever we're talking about. Because it's the Bible is God's instruction book. We ought to exactly. look at his instruction book. And in Romans chapter 2, talking about something being on the inside. Yes. At the end of Romans, the last two, last two verses of Romans 2, 28 and 29, it says, for he is not a Jew. Now, let me, let me say this before. They were talking about circumcision. In our day, people talk about water baptism. Mm -hmm. And all three of us sitting here, we all grew up Roman Catholic and mm -hmm. we were all water baptized. And so they pronounce you to be uh, a child of God and joined into the church once you're water baptized. Yes. And then that you're saved and going to heaven because you're water baptized. Sure. It's an outward thing. And then later on, you get confirmed. When you confirm, go to confirmation, whether it's Lutheran or Catholic or whatever, you're confessing as a teenager now, right? Making your own decision. That I agree with mom and dad with me when they baptize yeah. me. And you're agreeing that you put your faith in Jesus and the teachings of the church. Right. Yeah. So you're, you're holding on to the church. And that's kind of like holding on to the law of Moses. Sure. But here in Romans 2... It says, for he is not a Jew, 
which is one outwardly. Neither is that circumcision, which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew, which is one inwardly. And circumcision is that of the heart and in the spirit, not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. And, and that fits nicely with Jeremiah 31, 31. Sure. And today it would read, if you wanted to update that verse to the way all three of us grew up, Paul would write, because he's writing this 2,000 years ago where he's dealing with a lot of Jews, he would say, verse 28, and he is not a Christian, which is one outwardly, uh, neither is that baptism, which is an outward water on the flesh, but he is a Christian who is inward, and the baptism is of his heart in the spirit, because we're baptized by the spirit of God into the body of Christ, when with our heart, we right. believe. Right. Now, really, we can't baptize. No, only God can do only, that. Only God can baptize. Yeah. It's just, you know, we do it. It's It shows, you know, it, it shows a, um, a testimony, if you will. That's it. That's it. That's, it's that's an outward it. act and of it, testimony. But, but man cannot baptize. And especially going talking about um, our former religion, that was infantile baptism. And we all know sure, sure. to be saved, you need to repent and you need to believe. with a sound believe. mind believe and take the Lord as your Savior. You can't do that at at four months old. Right. Well, that's, that's common we, sense. we covered that before, yeah. didn't we? In the book yeah, of yeah. Acts, yeah. when, when the one man was listening to the preaching of the gospel and, uh, and, and then that man said to the preacher, he said, well, here's some water. What does hinder me? I'd like to be baptized. And the preacher Philip told him, well, if thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest be, you know, water baptized. And, and he said, well, I believe, I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God. He said, then go, we can do an outer water baptism because now that you believe that, you've already been baptized well, in your you, heart. You've got you're your, fine. You've you got your driver. You've got your servants. Yep. Everybody's fine. They, 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 you know, let them see that that they're, sure. you know, that they're leader. All the attendants can watch. Amen. Well, most people feel like I need to do something for God, okay? And I've heard, I've heard a pastor explain it this way simply. He says, what if I was rich and I gave you a brand new Lamborghini, Brand new, never been driven. Yeah. Right? And I say, Here the, here's the keys. It's a gift. And you say, well, here, let me give you at least a few dollars for it. And, you, an pull out your, and yeah. you pull out your wallet and <laughs> yeah. you toss them a couple of dollars, yeah. right? And now you feel like you've put into it. Oh, please. Right? right. It, that's how it would be. It's an insult. And it's the same thing with God. And it's God insufficient. Is, yeah. It's insufficient. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, and using that, Mark, it, it's just like you get that Lamborghini. And let's just say you really, really want that Lamborghini. And... You don't take anything for it. And the guy that gives it to you just says, just tell everybody I gave it to you. Ah, beautiful. Yeah. Just tell it that. What do you mean? What do you mean? Just tell everybody I gave it to you. And guess what? I'll give them one too. Hey, yeah. Wow. What a guy. Right. I like Amen. this guy. Amen. Where is this Amen. guy? Well, let me oh. tell you, when you're on your deathbed, when, you, when you're going to take a peek of what Paul took a peek of, yeah, when yeah, you're going to yeah. see what Jesus Christ said, it's going to be paradise. Lamborghinis. Exactly. I'm not going to, they're going to be like little weeds. Toys. You know, Toy. Toys. Now you were talking before about um, sitting down with the, a Mormon or a JW or you know Jehovah's Witness and trying to get them to look just at yeah. the Bible. You know, it was curious in verse five of the chapter we're in, Acts fifteen, and and we've got these men coming down saying you have to do this, you have to do that. It says verse five, there arose certain of the sect mm. of the Pharisees. Today that word would be called cult. Yes, mm -hmm. it's cultish to think you have to add something to the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the cults that have additional writings and additional regulations and requirements. And I don't know, 
whatever it is they end. Well, some, some of the sayings, like, cause I've, I've reached out to Mormons in the past and they have a saying that uh, I'll do my best and Jesus will do the rest. And I say, that's not biblical. That is not biblical. Right? Here's my $30. Give yeah, me the Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. And, and so this chapter in Acts 15, they settle this question. They settle it. And it's also settled very distinctly in the book of Romans. Yes. You were talking about a free gift. Mm -hmm. Romans chapter five. God mm -hmm. says it multiple times in that chapter. It's free. It's free. It's free. It's Amen. free. Yep. And then in Galatians, I'll, I'll, I'll probably remember it's this great, to the day I yeah. die. I remember uh, talking about this question shortly after I got saved more than 20 years ago. And I said to pastor, I said, uh, where's probably the best place in the Bible to settle this question about adding to the gospel? And you said, have you read Galatians again lately? <laughs> <laughs> and really, if anybody questions this whatsoever, grab a King James Bible, read this short book of Galatians. Here book. in Galatians chapter 2, verse 16, it's settled once again. Verse 16 of Galatians 2 says, knowing, and we ought to know, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, right. but by the faith of Jesus Christ, Amen. even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ, not by the works of the law, for by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. And the faith of Jesus Christ was he was so faithful that even when he prayed in the garden, Father, is it necessary for me to go to the cross is there a way out of this? And, and God said, if you, if you don't, if you're not faithful enough to go to that cross and die for them, I can't save any of them. And he was faithful enough Amen. to lay down his life yeah. so that you and I might have life. I mean, that's, that's a sacrifice. Well, you can't add to that. No, you can't put whipped cream on it. You can't no. put a cherry on it. It's no. just, just, it's unspeakable. And, and, and you can bow the knee to it. You can bow the knee to it. And, and yeah. it's face, no works. You don't have to do it. We don't, you don't have to street preach. You don't have to be on a radio show. You don't have to, you don't have to read your Bible. You, if you believe this in your heart, you don't have to go to church. Even. But you do those things for paradise. And, and you also so do it out of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Once yes. you figure out oh, yeah. what he did for uh, you individually, oh, yeah. or me See, individually, then it's, it's, yeah. an, it's, it's an eternal debt, yeah. But yeah. it's a debt I don't mind paying because Amen. because because you know, hey, you know, if you're going to go to hell and you're hanging by a string, yeah, and you say that's going to be that's forever, you know, and a hand comes and pulls you out and he's, and and you're you're indebted and that's a debt I'll take all day long, sure, sure, all day long, yeah, now, and be happy about it. Now, in, in talking to people that are confused about this, whether you know people in my background that are Roman Catholic thinking, well, of course you got to be baptized. I mean, the church has been teaching this since the beginning, right? And, and Mormons say that you have to be a good person. They'll wear a ring that says uh, CTR, choose the right, meaning live by the law of Moses. They keep that ring right on their they don't finger. Mean, uh, vote Republican. No, uh, okay, okay, no, okay, okay, okay. choose doing the right thing. And okay. so they try to live righteously. And if you've ever visited Salt Lake City, which I have two or three times, they really try to live a righteous life. It's almost like walking into another world. It's, it's very unusual. You know, it's mm -hmm. different than most of America. Than Las Vegas. It's different. very different. Yeah, I've never <laughs> been to Vegas, but yeah. So... I guess one thing I've said to people is that you have to understand that sin is a problem and it leads to death. The wages of sin is death. And so if you go way back to the foundation, back to the beginning of the Bible, back in Genesis, mm -hmm. Adam and Eve had two sons, Cain and Abel. Right. And they sinned and they brought an offering to God, an offering for their sin. And Cain brought the wrong thing. 
He yes. brought the best that he had, but it was a basket of fruit. Yes. That doesn't take away sin. God had told them what takes away sin. Because Abel by faith. Abel by faith brought a lamb and shed the blood. Yes. And the Bible says without the shedding of blood is no remission of sin. Now, why is that important right from the very foundation, from the beginning of time yes. back in the garden or right outside of the garden? It's important because it has to be by the blood. Now, think about this. If you're trying to be a good person and you're saying, well, I need to be baptized, circumcised. I need to live the law of Moses. I need to do all these things. Guess what? You've got sinful blood. You're a sinner. Yeah, well, I was just thinking a question. Well, what if I do like Abel today? What if I bring a lamb and, and, and shed its blood? God accepted Abel's sacrifice back in Genesis chapter 4. Would yes. he accept mine today? Today it's the lamb of God. So a better sacrifice has uh, yes. been made. Okay. Yes. And so John the Baptist came forth saying, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. And later in, in the book of 1 John, it says that the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from, from all, all sins. Sin. Right. So now I, by faith, look back and make that same offer. Almost like the thief on the cross. I can almost, by the eye of faith, look to Jesus hanging on the cross and, and say, Lord, remember me. And, and when I put my faith in the one on the cross, he looks and says the same thing back and, and then you'll be in paradise. And, and we know, we know the Bible tells us that um, life is in the blood. Yes. The and life of the flesh. The, the yeah. life of the flesh or is just in the talking blood. To but someone now we have the life that, of yeah. Jesus Christ. We have God's life. That, yes. That, that blood people, again, it's a bloody religion. Something has to die for something to live. God, you know, God, it's, it's, is not, he's not our government. He's tit for tat. You sin. You die spiritually. Yeah. Now something has to, and, and, and the blood, he said later on, the blood of bulls and Paul tells us, and goats. Cannot take away cannot sin. Cannot take away the way to sin. But, but the blood of Jesus Christ, listener, that's what we, and spiritually it's applied to our heart. That's, that's a good yeah. point you're making. The, the life of the flesh is in the blood. That's in Leviticus 17. 17. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we learn that as doctors, obviously. Sure. I mean, when the blood stops flowing, a lot of trouble. If, if a blockage in a blood vessel occurs to the brain, part of the brain dies. Same with the heart. Any any organ is dependent on that blood flow. But that's the life of the flesh. Yes. Now, what God is saying is the life of the soul is in not human blood, but in my son's blood. Because my son was obviously Which was my God blood. and yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. Yes, God's it's blood. God's yeah. blood. And only God and only God can atone. Yeah. For a man's sin, if he wants to. Well, it has to be a lamb without blemish. spot or blemish. That's only right. Jesus. And now only it, Jesus. There, was, yes. there was no human that walked this earth that could do that. No. So I could right. say that. Except for Jesus and, Christ, the and only that's why one. we let the listener know. So this is spiritually applied. Yes, amen. You know, again. Applied it, by faith. Applied by faith. You don't have to, it's not messy anymore. You don't have to, you don't sure. have to take a lamb and, and stand in line. It's just, this Believe. is something that you go ahead and you turn within to your heart. And you ask the Lord for forgiveness yes. and you repent and you ask him to be the king of your life, to save your life and to help you. And, and you're saved and, you and there's can, no certain prayer. And you can do this anywhere and at any Anytime, time. Right? You Once. don't necessarily have to be in a church building. It happened to me in my kitchen, listening to a radio program, talking about it. And, and I finally put two and two together kind of slow there. And my wife was out shopping and I got down on my knees and I asked the Lord and there was a difference in my wife. My wife knew the difference because I can't remember what day of the week it was Friday, Thursday. I don't know what it was, but the prior Sunday we had been in church 
And my habit was I would go to church and I would sit there or stand next to her. And when they opened the Bible, I would look because I was always kind of a reader. But when they would sing, I would just sit there with my mouth shut. You know, the next Sunday we went to church and they started the song service and I opened the hymn book and started singing with them. Because God puts a song in your heart, Amen. a new song with a new birth. Mm-hmm. And my wife knew right away. He saved. <laughs> I mean, Amen. That's yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amen. 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 Well, it, go ahead, Mark. It, it's it's uh, earlier in the book of Acts, Peter, he's preaching and he says, repent and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. Mm-hmm. And so what people need is they need a conversion. Repent just means turn to God. Amen. It says like in Acts right. twenty twenty, repentance towards God and yep. faith in the Lord That's Jesus right. Christ. Yep. So Peter, when he's preaching, he says, repent and be converted. Converted is a new birth. Jesus says in Acts, uh, John chapter 3, ye must be born again. That's a conversion. He's converting you from a child of Adam to a child of God. Amen. As a child of Adam, you have a birth certificate on planet Earth. As a child of God, your name is now written in heaven by God himself. And that's, and that's the point. I mean, the conversion is God's doing. You, you, you yes. are to repent, come to the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that's it. And then, then all of a sudden, that's all you do, and that's it. The Lamborghini goes into the garage. It's, it's good, you know, for, it's you good know, for a turn. It's, 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 it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, and you can't, and listen, don't let anybody tell you. If you do this with a with a, a real heart and a real belief in your heart, and and only God knows, only you and God knows, all right, um, you cannot lose it. No, you cannot. You he's, cannot he's lose the one it. That's who's amazing. Faithful. That's right. Another thing that happens when when that conversion occurs, and, for, and you God converts you from a child of Adam, which we all are by our first birth, and then a child of God by the spiritual birth is we have a greater interest than in the spiritual words of God's book. Yes. Immediately we want to know more about this book. And that's what we're believing in. Yes. Right? It says that you're, uh, Peter says that uh, you're converted by the word of God. Yes. Right? And it's the pure word of God. So I would I would say it's a King James Bible, but it's, it's the... Uh, Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, right? Romans, yeah. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. Yes. So when we're saying that uh, salvation comes by believing and it's a conversion that happens, what are we believing? The God's book. word. And, yes. then, and then we increase our faith and we grow. And feed and, on it. Uh, yes. Amen. Amen. Well, let's, let's go on here a little bit. In, Acts, uh, in chapter 15, Acts 15, verse 6, it says, And the apostles and elders came together for to consider of this matter. So they yeah, all gathered together. Do, I mean, they're considering, do we really need to add something to the gospel? Should we? Do we need Moses? After all, by the way, Moses is not a bad thing. It's a big part of the Bible. He wrote five books. Right, right. This, I mean, it's a good question to consider. Let's get the answer. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with God's law. No. Yeah, it's a good law. So verse 7, and when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up. I got that circled. Yes. Peter rose up. Good And he him. said unto them, men and brethren, ye know how that a good while ago God made choice among us, that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. And God, which knoweth the hearts, right there, it's a matter of the heart, bear them witness giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto us, meaning the Jews, and put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Oh, that's beautiful. That is really, mm-hmm. I mean, purifying a heart, God and God looking on the heart. So, 
So, so this is something we, we have to consider and be very serious about. There is a God in heaven. Amen. And, a, and he's a revealer of secrets. And, and he tells us the secret to salvation is all in his son's work at Calvary's cross. And all we need to do is believe on the Lord on that cross, dying for our sins, calling upon him and we can have it. And God looks at our heart to see if we're really believing this. I mean, God is interested in the listener's heart. Yeah. He was interested Amen. in all three of our hearts. And, He's and not still, willing that any should perish. Yeah. Yeah. And but he so puts God's no difference looking. between us and them, you and I. And yeah, he purifies our hearts. Jew or Gentile, yeah. black or white, male yeah. or female, old or young. he purifies our heart by faith. Yes. By faith. We don't have to go anywhere. We don't have to put our head in water. I mean, we've got to believe faith. what God that said. Faith be, I, know, I know when when I was saved, I know it was the, um, it was the la- I think it was the last week in December 2003, and I can't give you the date. I was just, it, I was in corporate America. It slows down that time. So I really got, you know, I got, I was in, in the Bible trying to listen to any of the CDs I can and, and, and just, you know, just trying to absorb everything in it, Yeah, and, you know, and, and get out what I've learned, the, the incorrect doctrine that I That had, we learned from know, the past. You know? Sure. But, you know, but you purified your heart by faith. And then, then finally you just say, I have no argument here. Yeah. I have no argument here. I mean, will, will you forgive me for will you forgive me for going 40, 43 <laughs> years with a you know thinking I was a good guy? Sure. Yeah, you know, it, so it's a cleansing on the inside, and it happens in a moment. It happens in a moment of time. It happens in a day, like it says in Second Corinthians chapter six. I think it's verse six that today is the day. Now is the time of salvation. The day it happens of salvation. In, yeah, yeah, it happens yeah. in a day. Yeah, and so there was a day for you, John, a day for me, and a yeah. day for Pastor. Yep. where we turned to God and we were converted and born yeah. again. And it's a spiritual thing on the inside. Yeah. And all three of us had, uh, acknowledged the reality that it, we had to hear some Bible before we could do it. Yes. It took me a few right. months of listening. You listened yep. for a little bit. Yep. You yes. listened for a little bit. Yes. Yep. Different ways. And it happens anywhere. It happened to me. It was my home office. You, it was your kitchen. Where were you? I was in my living room. Living room. And, yeah. and, you know, I had been listening, I swear, for months yeah. to a preacher, the same preacher, and he was putting it this way, he's putting it that way, he's explaining salvation, and then all of a sudden, one day, he gave a message that can just completely made sense. Amen. And, Amen. and, and, and Amen. I finally understood, and Amen. I finally realized that I need to cry out to God yeah. and ask for forgiveness. You know how many people get saved, I heard, driving? <laughs> you know, long time with yourself. Well, thank you goodness. Just, thank you, know, you, Lord, for using it. Amen. Amen. You know, you, you're by yourself. You're in the car. You're thinking on these things. You're yep. thinking on these yep. things. Yep. And um, you turn off the, the radio and you're alone with your thoughts. And I mean, there's, that, there's even that song, what was it, Carry Under, with Jesus Take the Wheel, okay. you know? And, <laughs> uh, and, and so it's, it's uh, but no, it, it's simply because, especially in America. Yeah. We don't, there's too much chatter. There's too much noise. Yeah, some of the best you of all times in a car. Yes. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You could control, if you don't want the radio on, you could control what you're listening to. Yeah. You know, you could walk into your house and you're just kind of thinking about things. The kids have the TV on. Yeah. Somebody yeah. has a radio yeah. on. Yeah. It's just, it, there's so many interruptions. Yeah. Amen. Well, uh, again, it, it, I guess it needs to be repeated that so many people believe that, well, you just need to be good. Well, if you're keeping the law of Moses, then you'd be good, right? That's, <laughs> yeah. But there's 613 laws in the Old Testament. Yeah. 
And most people can't even name five out of the 10 commandments. Mm -hmm. So if you can't name the 613 laws, you're not keeping those laws. You don't, not even familiar. And because of this new covenant that God said he was going to start moving on beyond the Mosaic covenant, Paul said, look, uh, you cannot be justified by the law of Moses anymore. You have to believe in him, Jesus Christ, that this man who will forgive your sins, who paid for your sins for justification. It's a new covenant. We're reading the New Testament. Yes. Testament's almost like a word for covenant. Yes. It's God has something new and it's Amen. good. Amen. Amen. And, and the biggest deception, I think, out there in the world is that you need to be good. Like a good old no, boy, right. you, you need to be <laughs> right. good. And if you're right. good, then God's going to let you into heaven. But that's not what the and, Bible and, says. And here's where the Jews messed up, and, and not to confuse the listener. The, Mo, the Mosaic Law, the 613, God was training this nation, this seed, yes. to become priests to the world. Yes, the Jews. Right? Yeah. And, he would walk, and he would walk with them and everything. I mean, th this was a higher calling. Absolutely. All right? And they didn't. They couldn't do it. They, they were the chosen yeah. people. They were supposed to come out to us. They were chosen. to. God says, here, of all the people on planet Earth, here are my words. God says, I'm revealing myself through my words. No man can find me out. I'm invisible on my yeah. own, but I'm going to give you the right. words. Now you give them to other people. They were right. chosen with a purpose in mind, and yes. they didn't do it exactly. And God, and By God the way, is that them. one of the problems of Christianity yes. today? Yes. We're chosen with a purpose? Yes. Yeah. We should be giving out this gospel? Amen. Yeah, Amen. The Old Testament is an example unto us. Yeah. Amen. I'm going to yeah. do two more verses here in, in Park. It says in verse 10, this is Acts 15, verse 10. Peter is speaking. He says, now, therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? We couldn't we, keep all 16. Yeah. 613. Yeah. Exactly. But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved even as they. Amen. And I like how he says that we shall be saved. It's not working towards salvation trying to attain salvation, trying to whatever, you know, trying to get there. We shall be saved. I thought, it was I thought it was interesting. He says, why therefore, now therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples? Yeah, yes. God's not doing it. Why the heck are you yeah, doing and, it? And, and, and Jesus said, come unto me. Put my yoke upon you and, and learn of me. My yoke is one of salvation, Amen. not a yoke of do's and don'ts and this and that, That's but right. it's a yoke of grace. Amen. What a blessing. And, and uh, look, we want to thank you for joining us on this week's show again. We'll be with you again next week, uh, 7 o'clock in the morning. And uh, just visit the website, uh, graceandtruthchurch.org to catch the old programs. And until we meet you next week, do like Jesus said. Search the scriptures and you'll know what is truth. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to What is Truth? The radio show devoted to asking the question, what is truth? Listen every weekend at this time for What is Truth? Only on WECK.